This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're talking with musiczone.ie record shop boss Ray O'Brien about Record Store Day, the vinyl revival, and supporting local music. Color and the holy sun. 
The Shaker Hymn with Colour of the Holy Sun and Transmission Club with Taken Off. Both bands playing live at Music Zone Record Shop at Douglas Village Shopping Centre this Record Store Day. Saturday, April 21st, joined by a number of other great local bands. Red FM will be broadcasting live on the day from 10am to 2pm to highlight some of what's going on. So be sure and tune in live on Saturday, April 21st on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and for the next hour, we're talking with Record Raconteur and MusicZone.ie boss, Ray O'Brien. Ray, how's it going, boss? Good, good, Mike. Thanks for having me. Not a bother, dude. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks for... Ugh. Not a bother. Thanks for coming along. Um, so, Record Store Day approacheth. Yes, Saturday week now, the 21st. So, um, yeah, this is our sixth or seventh, I'd say, since 2011. Yeah. So, sixth or seventh. So, it's changed, I suppose. It's our busiest day of the year, comfortably now. Yeah. Flaws... But ultimately, it does what it says on the tin, which is what their dairy ethos was day one, was to drive people to independent record shops. And it does do that. Like So I suppose I can't complain. There are as little flaws, there's no doubt. But in general, it's a good thing. Uh, with Cork, there's a, there's a Gallagher, Rory Gallagher, live from Paris from 74, when he was obviously at his peak of his powers mm-hmm. most would, would argue so that's going to be sought after there won't be many of it there it won't last long I'd say a, so and coming yeah. hot off the, the back of the Gallagher reissue campaign reissues yeah as well but Gallagher and Cork anyway there's, 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 there's obviously a savage fan base so um, so the Gallagher is probably one of the, the, the most sought after releases we've ever had since we started a huge catalogue of releases yes. coming in exclusively for Record Store Day but yeah. before we get into discussing the the niceties of Record Store Day um, Music Zone obviously came about in 2001 yeah. which was arguably the beginning of a protracted change in the music business model and in how things were done you know Cork is renowned for its independent record shops we have plugged records we have records and relics we have Bunker Vinyl Mother Jones and each of them has their specialties but Music Zone is kind of the only one left from the height or something approaching the height of the CD boom what was it like setting up a record shop right around the time that that was happening did you have any idea of how change was going to come yeah I remember when I opened the shop I was only a young man I was only 27 and single and no real ties or commitments so I remember talking to my brother about it and saying look I might get five years out of this thing and sure we'll see what we'll do then so I, there was there was probably always a train coming down the track. That train is never far away, still isn't far away. But I managed to avoid it <laughs> till now anyway. It hasn't hit me or knocked me fully off the track. Um, uh, yeah, I suppose I came from a mainstream background. I came from a golden disc background. I worked with them from 93 until I opened my own place in 01. So that's, that's where I came from. So it was more of a chain shop rather than a bespoke independent shop which is we're moving a bit more towards now I think you know and have been moving towards it the last four or five years so like the CD has waned the DVD market which would have been a big part of music so on ten years ago it's completely waned so um, I'm back where I suppose my, my, my own first love would be music so I'm back where I'm happiest which is great for me personally I suppose having set up the timing obviously yeah uh, was something else completely. I, I, I saw the I saw the danger of like the whole the iPod was the first thing that probably would have would have came on stream and um, then the iTunes iPod all that so that was a 
a major impact and that was the first big change like there's always been I don't like using the word piracy in music but there's always been when I was a child like you use your two fingers on the cassette player when Dave Fanning was playing this. so um, there's always been an element of piracy I suppose but but opening up your own record shop, yeah. even with access to distributors, even with access to stockists and, yeah. you know, with a pedigree and running things, etc. It's, 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 it's no easy task. Um, what were the practicalities of setting up and running the record shop? Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, sure, you're still dependent on suppliers. I know at record shop, they're on the corner. We're still heavily dependent on distribution chains and that they work well and that there's... With, with an independent record shop, no, I think like it's so clinical the online stuff with the biggest boys in the sky. You know, it's so you see it, you pay for it, you you buy it, you click, and it's done. And generally, I think it's fairly safe that that will land. Whereas we 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 probably my thing would pass so many through so many hands. For so for an example, one product if there's a new Rory Gallagher album, for example, a reissue, then uh, my rep must email me. I respond to that email. She keys it on the system. It goes to a warehouse. Some guy picks it. He puts it in a box. My address label goes on it. It goes through, through a number of couriers and it lands at my shop. There might be 10 people are involved in the whole process from start to finish. So mistakes can happen. Um, and the practicalities of when I opened the shop the first day, I had no ACDC stock from Sony. It hadn't landed. And I was as nervous as a kitten, like a rabbit in the headlights. And uh, like you're 26, 27 years of age and you're after taking on this thing and you're going, oh man, am I after doing the right thing here? And there's no one in for the first hour. Like and next thing, a, a builder boy comes in with his breakfast roll under his arm. And back in the days when the builders were working it's like everywhere and spending loads of money and says, have you any ACDC? And I'm like, oh no, shite. <laughs> never came in and uh, lesson learned I think afterwards though but I do remember I sold the Bridget Jones CDs about a half an hour after it was that soundtrack was quite uh, popular at the time and we sold that and we were off and running like so man, 17 years now it seems like it seems like yesterday in lots of ways and yet so much has happened in that time you know that's unreal to yeah. have that kind of longevity and especially when dealing with music being in a transitional phase CD has, as you've stated, waned. It's, it's, I don't think it's waned. I just think like the market for formats has become a lot more fragmented, kind of in the fallout of the digital age and the vinyl revival, which we'll get to in a little while. But what kept you motivated the slower the, the, years? The, the bad times. Yeah. Um, I suppose it was, to be perfectly honest, it was probably fear of, of losing my business kept me trying to drive on. I would have come very close in 2011 and maybe even 2012 to, like, it was running on fumes, really. Like, it was it was hard to pay myself and pay mortgage at home subsequently then. So that obviously becomes a huge strain on you when, like, like when, that's, when things are good. Like, being self-employed is great, but when things aren't so good, it puts a huge strain on you and you bring that strain home then. And at the time, I, I just started a young family, like so it was an awful lot of pressure. I'm not so sure I could do that again now. Maybe at the time, I felt I have to drive through this, like, like subconsciously, I just felt maybe. And I probably got a couple of lucky breaks. I, I got out of a, a, a lease I was in in Carrigaline. 
thankfully, uh, but I got out of it and I got a good opportunity in Douglas with a good enough lease for a couple of years. And it just gave me a small bit of breathing space to just take a breath and get myself back on. And just at the same time, the vinyl thing, I moved to Douglas in, I'm six full years in Douglas now. I'm there since November 11. Which would so, have been right around the time that people, casual fans would have started collecting vinyl again. Yeah, we started to go, we started to, I had done a few for records up there, a couple of records, maybe 10 or 15 records the April before. Um, but that records up there, we'd done more. And that year, 2012, like we didn't notice uh, a marked, and that just gave us the bread of, bread of life mm. that we needed, I think. So I, I just probably, I just hung on long enough to probably get the bread of life again, you know. I know there was a guy, sorry, I know him, Ramesh, but the Lee Records is a great record shop down in Tralee, you know, mm. and he just went, just, if I'd say if he'd have held on for another 12 months, he'd probably have a very good business maybe today or a good business today, you know. That was a, a frequent enough occurrence around the, the bad years in yeah. that, you know, HMV slash Extravision yeah. got took under, yeah. BPM Records out of yeah. Waterford, Wexford yeah. and Mala got took under. Uh, by comparison to the independent record shops, it seems like they couldn't really catch a break. But a lot of them tried diversifying. A lot of them tried getting into other avenues, which kind of met with mixed results. Golden Discs tried carrying video games for a long time, right as the Americans were coming in with GameStop and all of that. BPM Records tried kind of doing a little bit of everything at a time when maybe casual music tastes weren't, aside from the last remaining CD singles, weren't necessarily geared toward physical music anymore. Did you experiment at all with diversifying content? Did you look at video games? Did you look at... I, I would have done all that in the couple of years before I moved out from Carrigaline. So 9, 10, 11, before I got out of kind of the shop in Carrigaline, I would have tried an awful lot of, of like t-shirt printing and just anything to try and just get revenue streaming, really, to just try and keep the thing afloat, basically, mm. and... Um, so there was an awful lot of diversification really like when I think of it I still do bits that I, I'm still involved in something that's shop related but I do outside the shop you know remotely one day a week um, I, I, anyway I um you don't need to put that in, actually, when it comes to... Uh, what is it now, of but, curiosity? Yeah, I, I, I go around to... Uh, back in 2009, when things were starting to... The shit was starting to hit the fan, I um, I, I, I was able to access, like, through my suppliers, kind of reasonably priced DVDs, and I said, geez, these would sell anywhere. And I started oh, so go, doing the impulse I, stands. Uh, yeah, yeah, the little impulse, yeah, five euro kids' DVD stands, yeah. which still work to this day because a parent has a choice of maybe a, a packet of sweets or a DVD and a lot of times the child the child will see the physical DVD and they're attracted to it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and they want and the parent is saying, well, I can stream it at home, we can watch it, and he was, no, I want this, that. so they still work. They so do. I still do it to this day. Yeah, That's it's a bit of a left field, but I, we would have done loads to diversify, like, you yeah. know, loads. We put it, like, in 2007, we put seven, we put a bit of an internet cafe into into the shop in Carrigaline, and we were always at something or other just to try and get in the extra, because the, the hit started from seven, really, like, is when we started to notice the little, the, the, the major downturn. Having said that, then, we had some great years in Carrigaline, or three, or four, or five, or, like, we, we haven't touched those sales since, like... You know, it's amazing. So it's just a totally different industry, no matter. It's odd to think of music in small Irish towns these days, but like every decently sized country town had a record shop mm. at some point. How was Carrigaline as a home to a record shop? Yeah, Carrigaline was great. 
And it's just such a pity that basically towns of that size with probably 15, maybe even 20,000 people now of a population that it can't sustain a record shop. And that basically is what happened there. Like, And, you know, I personally believe that there should be at least 32 really good record shops in the country. And there is, there's obviously, there's 45, I think, I think this year on record shop there. But what I mean by that is, like, like, like there should be a really decent one in Kerry, in, in, you know, there is in Clare, but there's counties without a record shop. And I think there's opportunities for lads there if they're, like, it's a tough business, so you have to work hard at it. But I think there's, you know, there would be opportunities in other parts of the country to, to still open shops, you know. Well, I mean, even if there's people listening around Cork County that uh, want to do a record stall yeah. in their locality, I think that's yeah. a good yeah, thing yeah. to seize on. And there, and there is guys doing. There was a record fair in in the Metropole, I think, wasn't there over the weekend? Like, there is. From Worth Cork Greenwich. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, all, all good, like. Speaking of all good, we're going to go to some music now from the lineup at It Takes a Village Festival, happening this weekend at Trebolgan Village in East Cork, Friday 13th through Sunday 15th. Tickets are still on sale. Some amazing bands on the lineup include Talos, Andrew Weatherall, Lancome, and a whole bunch more. Tickets available at uticket.ie. We're going to take two bands from that lineup The Altered Hours with Open Wide, taken from their new On My Tongue EP, and Shukra with Garascophobia here on Red on Red.
Shukra with Garaskophobia appearing at It Takes a Village Festival this weekend at Trebolgan. Get your tickets now, uticket.ie. We're back in studio with Ray O'Brien from musiczone.ie and obviously a lot of the discussion now surrounding record shops talks about the oft-heralded vinyl revival, which, as we mentioned a little earlier on, would have started kicking in on a casual basis at around 2012 or so. I remember starting to collect vinyl around 2008 or so. And it would have kind of kicked in at different times for different audiences and different demographics, especially with different genres. What was the first inkling to you that this was maybe something more than just a spike in sales among a certain audience? I suppose the biggest inkling was definitely Bowie's The Next Day record in his birthday, January 8th, 2013, when it was kind of dropped um, secretly. Well, obviously, I had to order it, so it wasn't that we were half sworn to secrecy, but... Um, Did you sign any NDAs, actually? Pardon? Did you have to sign any non-disclosure no, agreements? No, 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 which no, is a fair enough question, really, isn't it? Do you know? Um, but no. Um, so it was... It, we we were told, hush, hush, and how many... But it was very rushed. It was kind of like we had about a week's notice and we were just warned, don't leave it out of the hat. Like, But it was kind of leaked, I'd say, at that stage. When we were told, it was kind of doing the rounds then, but it was still a secret launch, like, up to that point. For He was probably the first to do it, like so many other things, like Bowie, like, was ahead of his time with so much. Anyway, uh, but we sold a lot of it on LP. And that really made me go, wow. This thing is really... That was January 13. But we had a, a decent enough year in 12 with vinyl out of maybe a metre space in the whole shop. Whereas now the shop is probably, you know, maybe 25 metres of space. Mm. You know, so... Um, but that was the... So it was more than a small inkling. That was a big inkling that the, the, this... The, the, the vinyl is, is, is on the move so off the back of the vinyl revival of course there's been a wholesale reuptake in the vinyl format beginning obviously with the independent labels that championed it throughout its own Correct. The, the format's own lean years to the point now where major labels are conducting multiple monthly reissue campaigns for LP to fully capitalise on the phenomenon obviously a lot of discussion surrounding record store day is about how you know it puts pressure on pressing plants to get those exclusives done and out the gap etc and how that places stress on waiting times and so forth all around for labels and so forth so where do you stand i suppose on the whole deal of you know reissue campaigns versus the uptake of new music on vinyl, whether it be from new artists or from existing artists continuing their career? Okay, where I, where I stand where I stand mainly on it, and we've seen it again this year, it's the smaller distributors that are the ones sending me the email to say, this didn't get done, this isn't happening for RSD. These four titles aren't happening, these two titles aren't happening from a distri- different distributor. Now, these are smaller titles and there wouldn't have been much demand from, but it's like anything, Mike money talks and the big boys have the power and the money and I think Sony made one billion dollars from the Spotify flotation last week like so they're the three majors are the three major shareholders in Spotify yeah I like the, the, the small boys can't compete with them the, and the press implants they're customers of like the, 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 record, the record companies are their customers and the biggest mm. ones are going to be their best customers they're going to be looked after the best that's the nature of business I think you know, my biggest issue would be going towards the pricing. The, the pricing is just getting a bit out of hand, I think, you know, and I think 
they're seeing it as a cash cow rather than what it is. Like, it's a lovely format. We, we, we have great belief in it, in the shop. It's a lovely format. It sounds great. It's a fuller sound. I don't care what anyone says. It's a, it, oh, yeah. it, 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 it is the best sound format-wise. So um, we would have great, uh, we would have great belief of it, but like charging... 35 and 37 euro for you like there's a U2 album coming out no pop has been reissued as 21 21st anniversary last week there I think or maybe two or three weeks ago it's out March 97 I think um, and I think it's going to be about 35 euro on the shelf and that's best kind of price probably it's an awful lot for an album that was produced and recorded 21 years ago that the master tape is there sitting on a table ready to be just repressed you know but labels have always loved converting catalogue for new formats and trying yeah. to cash in on it remember Blu-ray Audio yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so still still does the rounds like the, the latest Gilmore had Blu-ray Audio and so had the Zeppelin How the West was done recently there but if you remember they were trying to just shill albums exclusively with audio yeah. feeds on yeah. Blu-ray and it, it, it kind of flopped a little bit so in terms of like labels looking to capitalise on catalogue and kind of repurpose it I know it's nothing changed or there's nothing new to that is that what you're saying is it? or rather that it's it's obviously like the vinyl revival let's call that spade a spade it's a little bit of a bubble yeah. it's a matter of how far can they push that before yeah. that bubble pops which is especially a concern because so many Irish bands rely on vinyl now as a major outlet and those you know those effects those uh, delays etc can have a real effect like Yes. Therapy in 2016? 2016. Yeah. With Disquiet, um, their most recent record got put out by a good three, four months yeah. between CD release and vinyl release. And I can tell you so. for a fact, no, it affects sales on, at, at, at Frontline where we'd be with it as such. Like like the Gloaming album, the, the latest one, the Live at the National Concert Hall, mm. the both were supposed to be CD and LP were to be released in 6th of March. That kind of ballpark, early March. Final got delayed, wasn't done in time, got pushed back six weeks. The demand for it had waned somewhat. Of course. The CD was in the market. It had, like, we would have sold a lot more of it. You know, it had waned. And there's constant delays and constant problems. But the smaller boy is going to be the boy who's going to be stepped. I know, you know, there's a plant opened in Dublin recently. There, I was about so. to say, do you think yeah. that opening more plants is just feeding the bubble? Or do you think it's going to add to the sustainability of it? I think if they can get the pricing right, personally, I think there's, there is sustainability. Like, it, it's probably going to reach a plateau soon. It, it, it still grew 10% in the States last year we're probably following what's going to happen in the states but finally still grew 10% in 2017 in America um, I think if they can watch the pricing like there's a new Manix record is out this Friday coming now and it's 25 quid in our shelf but it's an indie's only white vinyl with the CD in the packet so off like, a good value proposition for a brand new album like where there was production costs and an awful lot of costs like I find that very except more than except that's excellent value in my mm. opinion CD copy LP copy Indies only copy happy days like as yeah. far as I'm concerned but it's the 35 and 38 euro reissues are the bits that kind of don't just sitting with and it's a cash code to them I see that as a cash code then, and that, that irritates me to be honest like. discussion of the flaws of the yeah. business model surrounding the vinyl revival aside what knock on effect have you seen on of the vinyl revival on casual music consumers I, like uh, we've come we've daily conversations about it in the shop floor about like guys that are are thinking about converting to it some guys do but 
they don't last long with it like so there is a bit of a bubble with it but of of every 10 guys that might might change the, like one will fall in love with the format and will hopefully be still buying records and collecting records in 10 years time 20 years time 50 years time whatever the case may be I don't see maybe it's my shop maybe it's the demographic of my shop it's maybe where I'm situated maybe if I was around town it probably would be a different demographic but my demographic is def- definitely 30 something plus like I don't see the under 30s buying records off me very seldom and I love seeing it because I love talking to them and saying do you ever listen to King Crimson or you know stuff that they wouldn't like you know when you're 17 there's only so much your ears have I've taken in like so mm. I love seeing young people buying music like but um to be honest for me it's more the older 35 plus and and guys that probably had it when they were kids and their parents had it and and um and they they, they love music anyway and they love hearing it played played well you see an uptick of it in the city where there are kind of kids coming in etc but it's all the it's all the teenage tribalism and they're going to specialist record shops to pick up what they pick up um, it's just interesting that you know the vinyl revival is referred to so much as a bubble that sometimes it's like well what's the what's the cross section here you know mm. what's the what's the uptick here I, 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 pers- I, I personally think that that physical formats will still be there in like they'll always be there I think the vinyl will always be there now at this stage whether it's enough to sustain record shops is is, is another question but I, I personally believe that they'll be there I know you're looking at 17-18% of the whole market is physical now only I think it's like it's it's turning its head from where it was 15 years ago which is probably the peak I'd imagine of physical like you know I'd say the late 90s early noughties was probably when physical was probably at, at its peak so it's turned in his head from where it was but there's definitely still a market like so that's the, all the, the industry here needs like uh, like obviously I want to stay in business that's first and foremost like yeah. what I need to do but like the industry needs a healthy industry like it here, does. like for, for what we do it's a tiny industry now there's probably only I know there's 45 shops but there probably is only 20 fellas like me around the country like who stand behind the counter most of the day most days of the week and you know I know now John is doing it in Bunker and you know Jim is back doing a bit again like I think so look all good we'll head now to more music from bands that are playing on April 21st at Music Zone Ray you've chosen uh, August Wells with Nothing Like Love and John Bleck with Lace part of a huge lineup happening at the event what are your thoughts heading into it yeah, well, like the event is obviously usually a busy day for us, but we try as best we can to showcase uh, the, some of the local talent. We're, we're really are really hugely enthusiastic about trying to give the lads a, a small bit of a. And there, obviously, it, 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 we're, we're, we're washing both, both of our hands, we're both helping each other. Like, um, So we have, I think, nine acts now on the day. And if we can, the way we think about the in-stores and promoting the live, like, there is a full 20-foot by 10-foot poster in Douglas Village Shopping Centre now of those acts. Like, you cannot miss it, you know. It's in the elevators as you're in there. It's on the doors of the elevators for the next 10 or 12 days. So these guys are getting exposure to just, oh, someone might just check it on their phone. They might, and if we can find them five people who will buy their next album or go to their next gig, that's... And, it's it's a game of inches for these lads. So anyway, mm. we're just trying to give them a small bit of exposure. We always have been. We'll touch on support for local music in just a while, uh, but we'll go straight to August Wells with nothing like love here on Red on Red. Mm-hmm. 
When there's love in your heart, there's nothing that can get you. When there's love in your heart, they say there's nothing that can get you. When there's love in your heart, no, no, there's nothing that can get you down like that love can. I thought you'd smile when I told you that you're not as tough as Said, why don't you try to wake up in a life and not a dream? When there's love in your heart, there's nothing that can get you. When there's love in your heart, they say there's nothing that can get you. When there's love in your heart, no, no, there's nothing that can get you down. Like that love can I hope I meet you on the way Along the way And have some answers I hope I meet you
like the sitting sun And now the ground you lay upon The shadows lengthen disappear That's all they can do Lace here on Red on Red. Still joined in the studio here by Ray O'Brien from Music Zone Record Shop and MusicZone.ie, both based out of Douglas Village Shopping Centre, celebrating Record Store Day with a special Red FM broadcast on Saturday, April 21st. Before we went to music there, you talked a lot about your support of local music and Music Zone is one of the most enthusiastic supporters of local music, local folk, local alternative and local metal mm. specifically. Um, dealing with in-store promotions, doing in-store gigs and now speciality standees for Subtle Beast, the the, the promotions company turned label distro that yeah. Con Doyle runs. The music scene is buzzing obviously and there's a lot of stock that comes in. What's the uptake like from your regulars to local music what's the support like and what is the scene like in general for you to deal with as a record well, well to be perfectly honest no, we play more local music in the shop than anything else I reckon you walk in there any day half the time it could be local stuff played like so that obviously helps people will stop and say what's that if it's good enough which it is a lot of the time a lot of the stuff we have here is as good as anything that's played in the charts or on the radio might <laughs> it, it certainly you can is. cut that bit out if you want, but <laughs> no, I 100% believe in it. And I was about to say, do you ever get that question of, oh, you know, I wish there was proper music locally from casual music fans that probably wouldn't know that there's a good scene in their backyard? That's why we're trying to push it because we believe that, like, we believe that these guys can be, when they do a new album and when they do a tour, they can be playing like bigger bigger venues than the Collins like uh, with brilliant obviously cracking venue but like these guys can be doing 200 auditoriums rather than the 60, 70 and they're good and well good enough to do it and so we push the, the local stuff all the time like because we believe in it ourselves some of it's excellent right a lot of it's excellent Marlene's album last year was cracking it Marlene right? yeah great little melodies and stuff like great little, little quirky melodies Kate, a la Kate Bush in lots of ways I would think you know 
lots of great stuff Brian Lee's album is a cracking album from a year or two ago um, great songs uh, Jack's album Jack O'Rourke you know Mick Fran sure like, the list is endless Talas you mentioned him earlier there he's doing the he's doing the Takes a Village Festival like catch him now like I think you know before he gets huge yeah because that's yeah. happening yeah I think so it's like- the aspect of running a record shop that's romanticised more so than any other is dealing in specialist stock and kind of platforming more quote-unquote difficult music. Um, you've been very supportive of, as mentioned earlier, Subtle Beast yeah. Promotions, the metal distro. How would you go about dealing with specialty content, coming up with a with a plan for the shop floor regarding specialist content? How do, you, how do you go about that whole process? Yeah, I suppose the stands are a great solution and it was probably Con himself came up with the solution and we we provided a stand. And sure, it's a nice little place. It's obviously a lot of it's kind of metal and hard rock. So, um, and the stand is working really well. And for us, like, it gives it gives us, like, like there's... there's, there's it gives us great traction on the social media because a lot of these bands are, are pushing it on their own social media then so it gives us great attention on the social media side of things which I'm a, a, an expert at Mike I can guarantee you that at my age you know, it's my forte so no but like um, like we've a stand a nice little stand out for the, the Salt Beach promotion, but some great young Cork bands in it as well you know so anything anything local anything anything even unsigned not through the mail like I've been dealing with the Lost Brothers a lot lately because they've gone away from labels you know they're doing it themselves and, and gentlemen to deal with like really are you know and, and there's a bit of that happening more and more I don't know with Ham Sandwich in a, like it's kind of direct retail maybe cause Ham Sandwich going to number one off the back of direct off retail the, off the back of direct retail like amazing do you know what I mean we would we would have sold a lot of the Ham Sandwich now like do you know so it, it's probably look it's another avenue there, there's so it's it's so changing so fast like the whole the, the traditional model is 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 been tweaked all the time I think you know and it's just trying to find for bands and musicians and acts trying to find a way that they can make a living out of it is the key and any bit that we can do to help them do that we, we try because we, we'll try and make our money in the Bowie issues there's loads of Bowie heads out there and they just love giving us money like so but speaking of local <laughs> bands speaking of local <laughs> bands and you know more specific music heads you've chosen our next two upcoming tunes you got God Alone which she was the sea and the Sunshine Factory were cruelest animal two bands that you've been very very supportive of yeah Sunshine Factory done an in-store with us and God Alone are only new enough on the radar but we like the sound of them now to be honest you know so um, and Keen Milan Keen, has been involved he was involved with Croge as well a nice was. guitar player a nice guitar player but somebody that's also been walking out from town to knock on your doorstep looking for a stock etc from yeah. my understanding yeah yeah Keen visits us like and it's probably a nuisance for him to get to us but he does so and he's played in the shop a couple of times with Crowjan and we might get the God Alone boys in might be a bit loud for our ears but we'll give him a bash Sunshine Factory lads we're in so yeah excellent up and coming up and coming bands this is God Alone with She Was The Sea here on Red On Red <laughs>
The Sunshine Factory with Cruelest Animal here on Red on Red. So Record Store Day, hot on the trail. Are you almost ready for, for everything? No, the big work starts from here now. Like so the, We've got most of our allocations, which is what we will receive. And we've had a few disappointments, but that's the nature of the beast. We have a very good fill. Um, of of products, so um, the, the the hardest work starts to here because you you basically cha- we change our shop around completely. Like um, most of the live acts now are penciling; they have their times. They're all they're all good to go as as of now. Obviously, that can change, but as of now, they're all good to go. So yeah, just hope all the deliveries land without any big dramas or no broken records and boxes or a load of broken records and boxes. Even though it's got lesser, but it can still happen. On average, how many broken records would you find on a record store morning? Um, to be fair, it's d- 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 very few. But what has happened was my played against Sam ordered it from about three or four years ago, which had a John Grant with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And oh, no. Yes, a nice one. And a villager's nice one. Didn't get key to my account, got key to an account in the UK. Never got it, basically. It was too late before it was. I noticed it not going to come in a week in advance. And they said, that's on the way, it's on the way. And by the time anyone properly checked, it never came. So it's stuff like that can happen. So look, all going well. But uh, yeah, so most of the work is done um, from that regard. But uh, live music, all the orders are placed, just waiting for them to arrive. And uh, just a few final touches around the shop, then I get the shop. Speaking of the shop, Red FM is going to be broadcasting live. We're going to be joining you, of course, on Record Store Day, Saturday, April 21st, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for a very special broadcast featuring some of the regulars from Red FM coming live from the shop. But there's also going to be a huge in store lineup of artists playing throughout. We've played some of them uh, throughout the last hour or so, including August Wells, uh, Shaker Him. John Black, etc. But kind of take us through the whole proceedings and what you have planned for a very special record store day indeed. Yeah, well, you, you guys are involved, obviously, which is nice to have you involved. And you've been incredibly supportive in fairness this year with us, so, which is great for us. And the shop in Central Douglas Village has been incredibly supportive. I probably mentioned earlier that there's the, the, the whole, all the acts and bands are they're all plastered around the centre now for since the weekend. There's nearly two weeks exposure, which you know the, the, a lot of people will see that, which is great. Um, so we open at eight a.m. Uh, our regulars, hardcore cronies, will be uh, waiting to get in, which is great. They're the lifeblood of the shop, so we'll have a few people at the door, and we should have a brisk enough trade for a couple of hours, and then the party start because ultimately it's I, I view it as a celebration of us being there it's like a celebration day we're still here every year that passes we're still here 17 this year as such like but we're still open and it's a celebration day so the music ties in with that so 11 o'clock the music kicks off first on stage our transmission club they've done an in-store for us last year 2017 man they blew me away I thought they were excellent six piece and really really good Michael Prendival kind of leading the show and uh, the rest of the guys they were ex- excellent uh, great kind of crossover between alternative rock and folk etc so yeah, a nice I, kind of Venn diagram it, yeah I, I agree yeah, it's right up my street I really like their sound now I'll be honest you know so uh, we've Stephanie Rainey joined us then a quarter to twelve so she's obviously a really Cork's r- r- rising star maybe at the moment you know so it's mm. great to have her involved um, and supporting it then we've John John Black John has probably done <laughs> seven or eight or ten in stores for us at this stage he'd be a great friend of the shop and uh, uh, John 
talented guy like some lovely guitar work on the new album it's a, it's a soft gentle listen but it's a lovely listen I think um, so John is in at half twelve at quarter past one we've the shaker him who I, I'm a big fan of I think they're one of the most underrated bands in the country I think they're close to surely someone and they're getting a bit more traction they had a bit of film they had a couple of the tunes from the second album got used in films and stuff I think mm-hmm. so I, I'm a great fan of the lads I think they've, they're, they're super talented and um, so they're in which we're delighted because they've never done a full band with us before so Transmission Club are full band um, John Solo, obviously, Stephanie, I'd say, is a bit of a band with her, and the Shaker him of a full band, so four piece, which should be sweet. Uh, then we've the two lads from August Wild, Kenny Griffin, ex roller skate skinny, if you recall the. I do indeed. Yeah, yeah, good man. And uh, John, uh, so like, the lads played before for us as well, and beautiful, I'm sure, he's, he's, he's a great tone to his voice, and, you know, they, 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 they work so beautifully together, so the guys are in at quarter past no they're in at two and then at quarter to three we have uh, Decky Lucy uh, left bank who Decky would have been a member of Ruby Horse so I spent a lot of time in the state so we're really excited to have left bank you know so that that's going to be an interesting one I think so um, and then the last two lads that are in with us oh there's three left sorry we're nearly there uh, we have at half three with Delation which are a new Cork probably pop band I suppose is, is the fairest uh, but a couple of really catchy great tunes so the guys are in at half three and we've the Burma at quarter past four good band we're big fans of them they've done three or four installs for us at this stage and really really excellent again and last but not certainly not least is the really talented great pensmith Ian Whitty and the exchange are with us I think they're at 5 o'clock even though that could change I'm going to try and get them in in the morning early half 10 for more of a crowd there so Murphy's Law of course always applies to these times yes very much so but sure look we'll we get as close as we can to it so obviously Record Store Day is a great opportunity to pick up some exclusive one day only pressings yeah no there, 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 you know there's the secret ones which I'm not sure of I'll know it closer to the time alright but there's always a secret release which can be interesting and can Maybe not be interesting, but everything is subjective anyway. Ray, thanks a million for coming out to us this Thank evening you, to Red on Red. Record Store Day is happening Saturday, April 21st. No matter where you are in the country, please be sure and support your local record shop, not only on this day, but all year round. Record shops, of course, an important and vital lifeline for the music community, no matter where you are, not just in terms of record collectors, but also just as community centres for people to go read gig posters, go see new local releases, go catch up and chat with other local music heads. Record shops are an indispensable part of music culture and it's amazing to see so many of them continue to flourish and thrive in Cork City and County. So thanks a million for coming out. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you. That's all for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, share this on your social media, and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. We leave you with a tune from Cork Loves Music happening Thursday night at UCC New Bar. Uh, the night after this goes out, Gadget and the Cloud, we had her on two weeks ago, I think it was, uh, to talk about the release of her debut album, Songs for Sad People to Dance to. She's going to be launching that record at UCC New Bar at 8 o'clock with support from Momputer and Papa Floral. That's free in at UCC New Bar. This is taken from that record. This is Gadget and the Cloud with So Shy, and we'll talk to you next week.
This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie.